On this episode of Bootstrappers, we're going to talk about the top mistakes people make with their websites. We're going to be speaking with Chad Dodd of Clar Inc., and he's going to give us easy tips on fixing your website. Welcome back to Bootstrappers. I'm your host, Gwen Aspen, and we have a really exciting show where we're gonna talk about the top mistakes people make with their websites and easy tips on how to fix them. This hits home because we have personally been really working through a new marketing journey, if you will, um, and working on a brand new website for ourselves and fixing a lot of the marketing issues that we had digitally uh, and Chad, to be perfectly honest, has been a huge part of fixing all the marketing issues that we've had. And so I'm super excited to have him on the show. Welcome to the show, Chad. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm super happy to talk to you because you know, well, full disclosure, Chad's been helping me with my website. And I know that we were making tons of mistakes that hurt our website. And so it's a super exciting topic because I think yeah. there are a lot of businesses like ours. Yep. Because we thought we were on top of the marketing game, but we weren't. So can you talk through the top mistakes you find businesses make with their website? Like, just get it started. Uh, the <laughs> top mistakes, uh, there's a lot. Um, it depends on to the organization. So I think one, not being personal enough, right? So we can talk a lot about technology and the things that need to be you know, on the site for your SEO purposes and be found on Google and Bing and all that kind of stuff. But I think too, it's as a branding, you know, you know, love branding a lot. It's how does this reflect truly who you are as a business? Mm. And I think the era that a lot of companies go into is let me buy this template off the shelf that everybody else has, fit all these things into this, and I at least said the messaging that I wanted to say, or I had somebody else write the messaging, and it may not accurate, accurately reflect who you are as a as a company. And just on that point, yeah. I know a lot of people. You talk to them about their business, and then you go to the website, and it's like. Completely, a completely different. different company, and you yep. see that a lot with businesses. A lot, um, and so that's where, like, one of the things that we always, you know, try to encourage companies to do, and and they hear the dollar sign keep going, is you need to change your your website regularly. Now, your business as an owner, you're constantly morphing, changing it, perfecting. You know, your 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 talking points, you're perfecting your services, you're protect, you know, perfecting your values, all those types of things, because it morphs, it grows. You're growing as a business, we grow as humans. Our, you know, our clothes change as we get older, you know, our styles change. And so your website should kind of reflect that as as well. But a lot of times people just forget it. And they say, mm -hmm. I paid, you know, five, 10, 20 grand for a website. It's good for five, 10 years and they forget about it. Well, in sometimes six months, technology has changed, your business has changed, you know, and so it's always good to keep looking at that in the forefront of your mind. And I think that's a, a huge message to people because, um, I mean, this happened to us. We were kind of set and forget it. And I think it's because business owners, well, first of all, you're just super overwhelmed with other parts of your business. Mm -hmm and you're overwhelmed because marketing has become so technical. Mm -hmm. So you outsource the marketing piece of your business, yep. but then those people are disconnected with what's really going on. And I recently went to a seminar by Vern Harnish, who wrote The Rockefeller H Habits, mm -hmm. and he was saying that marketing person has to be hip to hip with the CEO at all times, because that is how you're going to get the customers to come yep. to your business. And so that messaging, which 
historically has been kind of like that afterthought yeah. really has to be on point all the time, not to freak people out. No, but it's relational. You know, mm-hmm. like we're relational beings. And even as like p- business will look at this, well, this is a transaction. But to get to the transaction, you still have to be some somewhat relational to it unless you're, you know, a, a subscription drug where you have to just, doctor says, take this, okay, I'm going to take it. But everyone is a relational thing. So how are you relating to the people on that digital front? And you have to prep them. You know, if you ever get like, it's that bait and switch. You go to a website, you see something and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden you get to talking to them and you're like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And so it has to accurately reflect. It's, you know, like we say on websites to your portraits, you know, which people are looking at it going like, oh, I took it five, 10 years ago. Everything's fine. You know, we did it with another client, 10 year old photos, and they were completely different. And even we did photos just a year ago for one of our clients and they've lost over a hundred pounds. And so we're now coming back in and taking their photo again because they look completely different. And so you want that to accurately reflect who you are as a company and who's inside your company as well. So when you talk about the website has to be more personal, Mm -hmm. what is that? What are people doing and what should they be doing to make their marketing more personal? Uh, So what, We'll talk about really quick the the mistakes that they're doing. Is okay. that they look at what other people are doing and try to emulate that, and say, "Oh, uh, it's like the Joanna Gaines, right? Everyone's shiplap, shiplap everywhere." But it's like, <laughs> wait a minute, it doesn't fit in your home or it doesn't fit the style, and so you do it, and it's like, yeah, that's cool, but it doesn't reflect who you really actually are. And so taking those things and saying, "What is your personality as as an owner?" because you're the one that's driving the business, what's the personality of the business and how do you merge those two things together? And that can take a little bit of time to figure out, but that's where the branding side of everything comes into play of what are your colors, what is your tone of voice, what does your logo look like, what is the typeface that you're using, so that when somebody's coming in to redesign the site, they're not reinventing the wheel, they're lining up with who you are already and what you've the, the foundations that you've laid uh, previously. So maybe that's the first step for owners is to get really clear on what did you say? Tone of voice, tone of voice, your colors, mission, vision, you like, your, mission, vision, yeah, values, yeah, like where colors, you're the, the typefaces that are being used photos. Um, you know, how are the photos representing who you are? Are they accurately reflecting who you are? Because every photo says something, right? Has a positive or negative feeling. You've gone through this. You're like, I don't like this photo. It just, it gives me this weird feeling. You're like, okay, like let's find another one you know, that accurately reflects that because you see it. And the same thing with color, color has, you know, tones to it that you go, ah, I don't like that. You know, it just makes me feel like ever see color yellow and you're like, well, that just looks dingy. You know, it's like, didn't mean it to be that way, but it overall does look a little different. So okay, can I tell right you things. a secret? Yeah, what's up? I've never looked at the color yellow and been like, this looks dingy. <laughs> and I think this yep. is the issue with a lot of business owners. I'm a business owner. I am not a visual person. Mm-hmm. Like. My house is off-white and it's basic because that is not where I've spent my energy. Yeah. You know, my energy hasn't been on making things in my life beautiful. So that's why I outsource, mm-hmm. right? And I've gone through the kind of like this marketing journey myself where I'm like outsourced to someone who has that visual feel, but just because they have the ability to do that doesn't mean that they are good at understanding what I really want. Design is subjective. Yes. What I think is is good, you may go, I don't like that. And And I haven't trusted myself, right? And then what they need to do is when they're finding someone from marketing, they need to find a good listener. Mm Mm-hmm. 
because if the person isn't a good listener, then it's never, you're gonna spend all this money and it won't reflect your true business, correct? Correct, a good a good listener and someone who can also take from that listening and then regurgitate it to you and explain it in a way that they're understanding it and saying back to you, is this what I'm accurately hearing? Otherwise you'll have all these back and forth with it um, and not get what you actually want. And then there becomes this tension, you know, because the designer loves their work. You know, they are mm. so invested in their work and, and so invested in what they do. And so as they're doing it, they're like, this is great. And then you come up going, I don't like that. And now their feelings get hurt, you know? And so there's these back and forth where you kind of have to just go like, take yourself as a designer, take yourself out of the equation, go, I've designed this for you from your voice of what you like, not what I like, but what you want. And now how do I make what you want beautiful um, for the rest of the people in a generic, generic is probably not the right way, but a generic way to say that this is gonna meet these certain amount of people and they're all gonna like this. So it's like taking their vision and that's the guardrails, mm -hmm. right? The guardrails are this business owner's vision of what they are trying to say. Yep. And then the designer makes it pretty within the guardrails. Yep. Well, we always say in branding, it's a box, right? You, we have these parameters, these rules that we have to abide by. And young designers don't like the rules because they're like, I want to be creative. Well, it's more when, when you have a box to be more creative in a box because you have to come up with solutions that are inside this container. Mm -hmm. um, and it's easier to just say, I'm going to design something over here that has nothing to do with this box. It may look great but it doesn't fit who you are as a company. And so getting that all kind of and you know, in order. I think this is such an important point because when I was a young business person, I just was like, I'm not good at this. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna outsource everything. And we've had to reiterate a bazillion times since then. Yeah. And now I'm a little bit more clear on what I want so that I can have the messaging really relate to what yeah. we're trying to do, which is so important because if you're, trying to get sales as a business person. You need to get that revenue in the door. Yeah. The marketing is the first how that you're gonna draw people in. So it can't be an afterthought. It can't be 100% outsourced without your uh, input. In marketing too, we think of all these different things that we need to do for marketing, but really it starts you know, bare bones with your website. It's the first thing that people are gonna look for. Um, on the on the web and come to you to see okay is this a business that I really want to be involved with and so we kind of overlook that and we're so invested in all these other things that sales is wanting to drive out here's a brochure here's a business card here's all important but once you get give them that business card they're going to something and they have to see something accurately reflected mm -hmm. so there's that side of it pivot really quick on something else while I'm thinking yes. about it to a great website is what do you want the website to accomplish Right? Is it a you know brochure site where it's just a bunch of information? Is it a lead generator site? Is it a store? Like, what are you really trying to build and get out to the people? We had a client who you know we inherited them from another agency, and that other agency was promoting to them, hey, you need to do click funnels, you need to do this, you know, get, get all these leads in here, hide these PDFs behind stuff. That's not their clientele. They're doing thirty million dollar projects, and like ten you know out proposals out a year. All they need is somebody to verify what they're saying or to get more information from, from it. So it's good to have someone that's listening and hearing what your actual business is and creating a solution around your business to ensure that when somebody lands on it, it's going to be the most effective thing for you. You know, we had a sales guy um, with a, another agency we were consulting with. He was trying to sell a website to a dentist's office and he kept going to them. The guy's like not responding. 
And the sales guys, I don't understand. Like I'm doing all this. Their te- website looks terrible. It's outdated. Da, da, da. All these excuses of why they should get a new site. And it's the simple question was, well, is he booked a hundred percent of the time? Because mm. if he is, he doesn't care, right? He doesn't right. need a site. It's just, it's there because he needs it, but he doesn't care about updating it. He doesn't care about anything else because he can't grow his business anymore or nor does he want to grow his business anymore. He's booked the whole time. So asking those questions to figure out really what is the purpose of this can really drive the effectiveness of the site, not just the beautiful beautification of the site. Okay, so we just talked about being really clear as a business owner of what you're trying to get out into the world, then being clear about what your website's job is to do Mm -hmm. and not let people get you off target if you know what your job is to do. Now let's talk about the more technical pieces. The boring stuff? (laughs) It's not really boring though, because if you're a business person, um, you know, this is why people get stuck on it. This is mm-hmm. why they outsource it and forget about it because it just seems like too much to manage. And it is. As as a business owner, like I'm a business owner and I can get stuck in the weeds of the technical sides of, of the website. Um, but it's really important for Google, Bing, you know, to be found on that. And there's a lot of things that keep changing. I mean, Google changes their algorithm. I think it's like they said 4,700 times a year. Like we don't see it they only announce the big changes that are really gonna highly affect us, but like, how do you keep up with that? Okay, so, and I just wanna frame this for the listener. So here's the issue, is that I don't know what I don't know, so I outsource all of it, and then I get taken advantage of, Mm -hmm. because people who are experts are able to make it sound so confusing. So if, if if you can just give us like the main questions that you should ask about the website so that you don't get taken advantage of by somebody who's kind of like a charlatan in this area yeah. about website I, management. Well, I'll say this just from a personal note. If someone starts talking over your head, walk away. Like okay. SEO is not magical and mystical. It is not something that is super challenging for, for you to understand. It's an algorithm. It's math. It's changes. Okay, so it's, search engine optimization, yeah, first of SEO. all. Yeah, SEO, yep. and that is making your website, when people click the keywords, yep. that your website comes up first. Yeah, and don't don't mistake the difference between SEO and SEM. Okay, so, what, I don't even know what SEM is. So search engine optimization, which is on-site SEO, Google My Business, all that kind of stuff, and then SEM, which is search engine marketing, which is your pay-per-click for Google. So when you have the little ad next to okay. the name, where you're paying for for your name to be at the first position. So, Got it. So a lot of companies, I won't say a lot because that's kind of not the way to say it, but companies will say to to you, oh, we're doing SEO, but what they're doing is they're actually paying for SEM to get you on the first on the first page. Okay, let's talk about SEO then. So yep. SEO is more like organic. Yep. So it's what keywords are you wanting to rank for? Mm-hmm. Uh, in in this case, it would be like virtual assistants or remote professionals. Okay. And so we play the game on that of saying, okay, remote professionals. How much are people searching for remote professionals, and how much are people searching for virtual assistants on Google? So we first look at the facts of that. So when dealing with your site, we looked at, well, virtual assistants is a more predominant word that people are searching for. Remote professionals are a lot lower. So if we played our, all of our chips into remote professionals, you won't see results on your site because that's not what people are looking for. So we need to cater it to two of those, right? So we recommended to you of write virtual assistants, literally, you know, just 
buckshot that throughout your your website and also add remote professionals because that's on brand to what you want to say like how you say is remote professionals not virtual assistants okay so if i'm in a prop let's just say we're talking to property management companies if i'm in the atlanta area for instance huge metro area so i want to make sure i rank for property management atlanta but let's say i specialize in a specific neighborhood yeah then i would let's call the neighborhood chesterfield so then I'd want to make sure that the word Chesterfield is on my website so that if you're looking up property management Chesterfield, I'm yep. like top of it, but I'm still ranking for Atlanta. And, Would add, you, and, is that adding, yeah, and adding those things into alt tags, which is the descriptions for the images. So making sure you're, you're writing text for the images as well. So the people who are, you know, can't see the website, there's information there for them to, to have as well. So you want that to be there. You want to have the word Chesterfield in there. You want to have make sure that an address or something geotagging is in that area. You want to make sure that you're using county. You want it like so. It's not just this, 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 and this. It's all these things together combined is what's going to give you the power. Okay. Some things rank more than others in in the process of Google's algorithm. But when you add all these things together, that's the powerhouse that you want. So writing the copy, ensuring that your images, as dumb as it sounds, are the image um, title when you save the image has information in it that you want to be ranked for. So on your site, it's every image has your name in it, Anaquim. You know, to ensure that, hey, if someone's searching for Anaquim and they hit the images tab, Oh, okay. Okay, so that's how, yes, 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 I got it. You wanna add all these things together you know, to ensure that that's happened. Then you go to Google My Business. You know, are you ranking on Google My Business? Do you have good reviews on Google My Business? Well, it's great to have a five-star review, but if there's no information on the five-star review, then Google says, that's great, cool, whatever. We're gonna just kind of bury it a little bit. So if people don't write like, a whole description of what they like yeah. about it. It gets buried yep. and it, it and so, down ranks yep. that. So. so coaching your the people who are giving reviews of saying, hey, Anaquim, you know, remote professional, virtual assistant, adding these things into their review in Omaha or in wherever you want to be ranking, those things add it to it. And then if you reply to that, adding thanks for reaching out to us. We're so glad that your remote professional is working out for you. So you need to use the word so when you reply back yep. that you want to rank for. Yep, so you're adding all these things together. Now we'll take it a step further. And then Google also wants you to, on Google My Business, to add updates regularly. Now regularly could be you know once a week, twice a month. Once a month. week, people. Like it not, once a week. Like if it's you're not, acting it's not like hard. it's not that hard. It's not that hard. It is hard if you But it could be just a simple, you know, um, just a photo of your building, you know, and hey, look how beautiful this is, or it's a great day, you know, whatever that may be. And just doing an update there so it shows Google that you're alive and well. Okay, so if I'm thinking about how to add to social media about my business, maybe I should also consider doing the same thing on the Google. Yeah. And so that it feels like you're really there doing the thing. Yeah, and, and on the thing of, of social media, like social media is good, but think of social media more as a billboard, like you're driving down the highway. Think of that as a billboard to get them back to your site. Because if you give all your information to, to social media, they don't have any reason to come look for you even, even more. You know, and you want them to get stuck on your site. You want them to get in your ecosystem and then contact you from the ecosystem. 
you know, rather than here's social media and they have never seen this information over here before. Okay, so bring them back to your site. So that brings up blogs and content. Yep. Content is everything right now. Talk to me about content. Content really is quick. king. Okay, you know, talk about it. And so we'll also say too, another thing that like Google has been wanting is for you to regularly update your site. So a lot of people say, we'll do a blog article or something like that. That does do some of it, but what we're looking at is regularly update the content on the home page or the about page or- So change your pictures. Change your picture, change how wording is. We launched a site a few days ago for another client and we're in there and we're fixing everything, changing things up because how we wrote it, well, we're seeing some discrepancies now that it's live and saying, okay, how can we better say this? We set it fine here, but we wanna make it even more impactful. So how do we make that even more impactful? And just making these small tweaks. When you, when you say, cause you just told me that I should be putting pictures or updating Google every week, which sounds like, and yeah. you said that's not that much, but I Well, and that's where, that's where you get to an, an agency to ha handle that for you. Um, that's going to be able to to manage manage that, but they need to be speaking with you regularly. But what, like, what, how often would I have to update my homepage on my website? Really, like three six months. Every three to six yeah. months. Like, okay, nothing crazy, you know. Okay. Because you think of think of the lifespan of of your client, right? If they're coming to your site, and like, how many how long does it take for them to buy from you? So some people will take three to six months to buy. So if they're coming to the site and it's the same thing every single time, then it's like that impression of like, well, they're not doing anything, nothing's changed, that kind of stuff. And so they're getting the same information. But if you're thinking of your client as, oh, that image changed. Um, oh, they're like, they're active, they're live. They're, you know, wanting to have, give me a, a better experience. Like those are the things that. So like, it makes you seem like a thought leader when you change your website often. Yep. and. Yeah because we're in this new dynamic where content is key and the world is moving fast, we have to act as if our business is on par with the movement yep. of technology and and people do want things immediately. And you, you'll give that impression if you're always changing your website. Yeah, and some people will say the solution is to, like on your homepage, put a slider on there. And we'll immediately be like, don't do that. Why? Like, so <laughs> because when you think of a website and you're landing on the site, you have about five seconds to capture their att attention. And there's a lot of people who like talk about the science of all this, but you have five seconds. Well, it takes roughly about a, a second to two for everything to load on your site. So you're losing your know, time. So when you're looking at that and then you have a slider, sliders will rotate every three seconds on average. So they landed on your site and they've read your first description and they're already scrolling and then the next image scrolls into, into view. They've missed it. So why go through all that effort if they're never going to see it? So you say you have five sliding images on the homepage. Slider one, they see that. They may see slider two, slider three, eh, four or five, they're never going to see mm -hmm. unless they just stay there. So you put all your energy into this slider and crafting the right message for the top, the right image for things that they're never going to see. Mm. So put your effort into something more important of, hey, how about while they're scrolling down that you're giving them that information as they scroll because they're not waiting for this to go, they're waiting to go like this. Okay. And so provide that information. It's the same thing with, where we talk about people who are like, I want a video on the top header. We always will say, don't do that. And it's not because it's not cool, everyone loves like a video on their top, but it also can bog down your site. And so as the users in, Podunk, Nebraska, you know, say they're in Valentine. Service is not that great, you know, and they're on their phone. 
and now they have to wait for a video to load in order to go through your site. And within five seconds, they're gone. Yep, they don't care anymore. So, wow. And people are looking at sites in all kinds of locations. So mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be someone, if you're like, oh, well, I don't service Podunk, Nebraska. Well, people are traveling all the time. Yep. Your name comes up and then they can't load the site. It's Even in our over. building, I have one one bar in here. Okay, right? that's a, yeah, it's <laughs> in so a it's bad like, yep. building. So it doesn't really matter. So what's the best practices and what is the, the things that are gonna get the information out there? It's, it's nice to be clever, but sometimes being clever is just gonna hurt you in the long run. So just be efficient is really what it is. Well, these are such helpful tips, Chad. I'm so glad that you're here to teach us all about it. I'm Thank so glad that me. you've helped me on my marketing journey because in the last three months, I think we've got leaps and bounds better yeah. and marketing no longer is an afterthought, but like an active process that we're focused yeah. on and it's just been a game changer. So thanks so much, Chad. Thanks for having me.